0: Happy Easter! It's Resurrection Sunday, and we are so honored that you chose to join us for today's online worship experience. I'm Pastor Anthony, and you literally made our day when you logged on today. If you want to follow along with today's notes and scriptures, you can use your Bible and turn with me to Galatians uh, chapter 2, or you can go to your UVersion Bible app on your smartphone, hit the menu button, events, type in North Park Church, and all of today's scripture and notes are going to be right there for you. As we dive into God's Word today, why don't you send a text to someone and invite them to join you for today's online worship experience. Let's share the message that Jesus is alive. Last week we concluded a series called Win the Day. It's really a series about how to truly make the most of every moment in our life. We want to live our lives with intentionality. Now if you missed that series I encourage you to go back to our website northparkrdu.com or download the podcast from your favorite podcast player and catch up It's some great stuff. We're learning how to invest our life, our time, our talents and treasure, our relationships in things that have eternal value. That's very important if you're taking notes today. So many people in our world are chasing success. And I personally think that's the wrong goal. That's not what we should be chasing. See, you can be climbing the ladder of success only to realize when you get to the top that the ladder is up against the wrong goal. You can spend years chasing the wrong things. I think there's a better goal. A friend of mine recently shared a powerful truth while leading a Bible study that I had the privilege of attending. And this is what he said. He encouraged us as men to stop chasing success and instead pursue, here's the word, significance. Why don't you write that down? We should instead pursue significance. We want our life to be significant. We want our relationships to be significant. We want the investment that we make in others to be significant. I think it's a tragedy for us to live our lives, get to the very end only to discover that nothing we did would actually last. We want our lives to count. I like what Nelson Mandela says, what counts in life is not the mere fact that we have lived it's what the difference we have made to the lives of others that will determine the significance of the life that we lead. A friend of mine did a funeral for a gentleman this week who went home to be with Jesus. And over and over and over, people stood up and they shared their experiences and memories that they had with their loved one. They shared the countless things that this man had done for each of them, the way that he had loved on them, how generous he was, things that he did, things that he gave to them, things he left them. He lived his life with a spirit of selflessness and generosity. And over and over, the family described him this way. They said, this man was our hero, a real life hero. I mean, this was a man who achieved, significance my friend the pastor who was performing this ceremony asked a powerful question he said do you know why you call this man a hero it's because he gave himself to his family what a powerful way for us to be described at the end of our life that this is someone who gave himself to others gave himself to his family gave himself to his friends He gave Himself. He lived in a sacrificial way. She lived in a sacrificial way. Jesus is the ultimate example of that. He gave Himself for us, and we celebrate that today. Here's what I would encourage you as you chase significance, not success. Don't just count your days. Make them count. Make every day count. And Jesus just made it so simple for us. We make this thing way too complicated. Jesus didn't make it complicated. He made it very simple. And I know as you open up God's Word, there is so much here for us to read and so much for us to learn and absorb and understand and apply and then be able to share. There is so much information here. We can often be overwhelmed. But can I sum up this entire book in a couple of words for you? Are you ready? Write this down. Here it is. Love God. And love others. We can sum up this entire Bible in those four words love God and love others. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. He said, This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself. In verse 40, he says this, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And in other words, we can sum it all up with those few words. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. But I'm convinced that you will never love your neighbor as yourself until you first understand what it means to love Him, to love Jesus. And you will not truly love Jesus until you know Him. Think about that. How can you truly love Him if you don't first know Him? I found this great quote from Voddie He said, The modern church is producing passionate people with empty heads who love the Jesus They don't know very well. Maybe you said yes to Jesus, but you don't have the knowledge of God's Word that you need to truly know Him. I don't think you're going to know Him unless you walk with Him. Unless you spend time in His presence. And when you walk with Him, it is such an incredible experience. In Jesus you find peace. Love, grace, and understanding. You find salvation and eternal life. Where else on the planet will you find those things? And Jesus died on a cross for your sins and mine, came to life on that third day, defeated death, hell, and the grave so that you could have that kind of relationship with him. But so many of us are searching for significance in all the wrong places. And you feel like Bono from YouTube. Your theme song has become, And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, that's a pretty powerful theological statement. So many of you, you're still searching. And you've not found what you're looking for. Can I tell you, it starts with Jesus. This faith journey, it starts with Him. There is no substitute for Jesus. Only Jesus can save us from our sins and give us the grace that we need to live for him. And so if you want this significance, if you want the fullness of life, if you want to truly understand what it means to live this abundant life, you have to start with Jesus. And let's be real. We are constantly guilty of trying to find a substitute for him. And no matter what you have tried to fill that gap in your heart, no matter what you've tried to fill it with, it didn't work. I mean, we tried it all, right? You've tried so hard to fill this emptiness that you know so well because you've been looking in the wrong places. What have we tried? We try money. We try to fill it with relationships, with power, maybe a career. Maybe it's fame. You want Instagram likes. You want the follows. You want to be known. You want to be noticed. But even when you are, it still doesn't fill that emptiness. Maybe you've tried alcohol, drugs, sex. The list goes on and on and on. We try so many different things, so many different ways to fill that emptiness in our life. And if you've tried to find a substitute and you were left feeling so empty, you've tried it without Jesus. But here's a question. How's that working for you? How's that feel? How's that working for you? You know there's more. And maybe you haven't said yes to Jesus, but you know that there's more to this life than what you're living. Maybe you haven't been to a church in a long time. You know there's more. Maybe you've never read this Bible but you know there's more. You can feel it deep in your heart. You know that there's more. You know that what you're searching and what you're chasing isn't ever going to fill that emptiness that you've become so accustomed to living with, not even scratching the surface. I came across a great story this week about a young girl who contracted an illness that left her blind and deaf. For life when she was 18 months old. And it wasn't until she was 10 years old that she began to have meaningful conversations with those around her. It happened when a teacher taught her to say the word water. And as that teacher spoke that word water and helped her say that, she spelled water in the palm of her hand. And from that pivotal experience she entered the wonderful world of words and names which transformed her life. And once she was accustomed to this new system of communication, her parents arranged for her to receive instructions from faith. She studied God's word. She began to learn biblical principles. And one day during one of her lessons, she said these incredible words to her teacher. I knew about God before you told me, only I didn't know his name. You didn't have to tell me his name. I just knew, I just knew in my heart who this God was. If you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, can I talk to you for a second? Do you remember the first time that it clicked for you? Do you remember the first time, that moment when Jesus captivated your heart and for the first time the Holy Spirit revealed the person of Jesus in your life? I'm not talking about when you went to church for the first time, or when you went to Sunday school for the first time, or when you heard a great sermon or even a great song. I'm not talking about those moments. Those are great. But I'm talking about the moment when you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's something to this Bible and there's something about Jesus that you just want more of. I want more of Him. You declared, "Ah, I want to know this Jesus. Like I sense in my heart that He is pulling me to him, speaking to my mind and my heart, like I want more of him. Do you remember those moments? For me, I was in the fifth grade. It was a Sunday night and I was praying in an altar at the North Henderson Church of God and something defining happened in my life. I experienced the power of God at work in me. I experienced the power of God at work in my life. I experienced that verse of scripture that is so fitting on this Easter Sunday. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I want you to just like take that in today. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead on that resurrection Sunday lives in you. You have the presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Paul also said in Galatians chapter 2, I am crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who lived. But here it is. Underline these words if you're in your Bible right now. But Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know what? Your past may just like devastate you. Your future may terrify you, but you have joy today because of Christ in you. An incredible exchange happens when you say yes to Jesus. When you make the decision to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you were a sinner and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, all of that sin and shame, it is gone The Bible says that your sin, listen to this, it's so powerful, is cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. It's the greatest recycling program on the planet. I mean, you come to Jesus and you give Him your baggage, your guilt, your sin, your shame, and He exchanges it for new life in Christ Jesus. He takes that sin and that shame and gives you peace and joy and significance. That's a pretty powerful exchange program if you ask me. He sets you free from the power, the presence, and even the penalty of your sin. Paul was saying that his life wasn't his anymore, but now he belongs to Jesus. And now all he had to do was manage this new life that Jesus offered him. I don't know about you, but I think it takes the pressure off. When I realize that I am not my own, that I am bought with a price, Jesus laid down His life for me so that I could be free from the power, presence, and penalty of sin and have the assurance of rejoicing around the throne of God for all eternity. I just manage the life that He's given back to me. See, our relationship with God isn't based on what we can do for Him. If that's our relationship with God, That's based on what you do yourself. Instead, our faith is in Jesus. He loves us. He gave himself for us. And now according to Galatians chapter 2, he lives in us. Christ in me. Would you say that right where you are, wherever you are? Even if you're on a treadmill right now, say it with me. Christ in me. Say it again. Christ in me. In me, How powerful is it that Jesus wants us to know him and have this personal relationship with him? And honestly, that's the most important thing in your life. And I want to give you a few reasons why. Why it's important for you to truly know Jesus intimately. And here's the first reason. Knowing God personally is the only way to salvation. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We've all sinned and we've fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just and he will forgive us of sin and he'll cleanse us from all of this unrighteousness. Again, setting us free from the power of the presence and the penalty of sin. And so if you really want that freedom, right, that salvation comes from knowing him. Here's another reason why it's important for us to know him. We were created to worship and glorify him. As we read through so many encounters that people had with Jesus, we see a common response. We see Jesus meeting the needs of people, whether they were physical needs or spiritual needs, and their response was worship. They just worshiped him. It didn't matter where they were or what was happening. They worshiped him. There was a blind beggar who Jesus healed, but he also forgave him his sin. Jesus opened his physical eyes, but he also opened his spiritual eyes that day. A man's response, he worshipped him. He had a worship party, he celebrated and did so publicly and unashamed. If there was ever a day that we need to boldly and lovingly proclaim our faith in Jesus, worship him publicly, it's, it's today. Here's another reason why it's important that we know him. Because we focus on heaven and practice biblical worship, we can experience Transformation. If you ever want change, if you will ever want to see something different in your life, if you ever want to experience this freedom, it comes from knowing Him and having this beautiful personal relationship with Him. And you can have that. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter how long it's been since you've tried to put Jesus first in your life. Maybe you've been running for years doesn't matter he's ready his arms are open and he wants this relationship with you and I know you may think that this is for everyone else I just need you to know today it's for you Warren Weersby writes as we pray meditate on the word of God experience suffering and joy and as we witness worship fellowship with God's people and serve the Lord with our spiritual gifts the spirit of God quietly works within us and transforms us to become more and more like Jesus. And the conclusion is so obvious. The better that we know the Lord, and the more that we love Him, and the more that we know Him, the more we will worship and will obey Him. And the result? Significance. All because the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the reminder on this Resurrection Sunday that you invite us into a personal relationship where we can know you, know you. We don't have to just know about you, but we can know you as our Savior, as the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, as the resurrected Savior, the living Son of the living God who wants a relationship with us. How powerful is that? Thank you, Jesus, for that reminder today. And I pray that if there's someone that's watching or listening to this today, that right where they are in the privacy of their devotion, that they would simply pray this prayer. It says, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need your grace. And I ask you to wash me, cleanse me and set me free. Give me strength to live this life for you. I confess with my mouth that I need a Savior. And I believe in my heart that you are the living Son of the living God. And I give you me. Lord, now give me strength to live for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you invited Jesus into your heart today, if you prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate with you. There is nothing greater for us to celebrate and when people make that decision, when you say yes to Jesus, I mean, we exist to see people make that decision to become lifelong followers of Jesus. We want to celebrate with you. So please, please let us know. If you just go to our website, northparkrdu.com, click that digital connect card, let us know that you've made that decision. We would love to help you. We want to come alongside of you as you take these next steps and follow Jesus. We all have a next step. And so we want to walk this journey with you and help you discover what that is and even walk with you as you develop the courage to take it. Let us know if you have a prayer request. We would love to join with you and pray about anything in your life because we believe that bold prayer honors God and God honors bold prayer. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is truly an honor to worship the resurrected Savior with you. We love you and we are cheering you.